Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Did the MVP conversation get even a little bit more clouded last night? It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM, Channel 80, on the ESPN app. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. Hit us up over on Instagram. Follow Joe at Jay Fortenbaugh, me at that guy Carlin. And then there's Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter with a, a face that was frankly made for Instagram. Jeffrey, how are you? You got him. That's right. You know, those filters, those filters really do a lot of good. Go for Darlington. Is that how you answer the phone? When you answer the phone, does it say, go for Darlington? Is that how you say it? Go for Darlington. I just say, you got him. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey, let's start with some football from last night. Dak Prescott, his MVP candidacy right now, uh, off of a performance like that, where would you stack him in the discussion? Look, I, I mean, I'm not a big, like, I mean, I think we're finally to the point in the season where we can kind of talk about the MVP race. I'm not a big, like, week six, you know, like, I, I, I love our dear get-up family very much, but when we were talking, like, the MVP in week six, you know, like, I was kind of like, ooh, I'm not ready for that. Uh, I think now <laughs> is the time that we should start talking about it, and um, and we should absolutely have Dak Prescott uh, square in that conversation. If, if I mean, I, I don't know. We're so inclined because he's the Dallas uh, Cowboys quarterback that he's, you know, so there's such a microscope on him to kind of, I don't know, assume that he's just not that guy. That if any other player, any other player in the league we're putting up, if Patrick Mahomes, who I defend and will continue to pick as my MVP candidate whenever asked in the preseason uh, by those same producers, <laughs> Uh, it'll always be Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes was putting up the numbers that Dak Prescott is right now, it would be a clear and obvious choice. Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. Dak Prescott deserves our respect and absolutely should um, remain in that conversation. Late in the game, third and three, we're inside of two minutes. Seattle's out of timeouts. McCarthy decides to throw the football, incomplete pass, Cowboys kick the field goal, they go up six. They could have run the ball there, and even if they get stopped, they bleed off enough time where they really limit Seattle's chances going down the field to win that game. Now, that's McCarthy being aggressive. Similar situation in the Philadelphia game where he was down two scores with about 10 minutes to go, fourth and goal on the one. Rather than kick the field goal to make it a one-score game, he goes for it, tackled at the goal line, no points in that scenario. His aggressive play calling, his decisions in these spots, do you agree with it, or is it going to be the type of thing that ends up burning him down the road? It scares the hell out of me. Uh, From Mike McCarthy forever feels like uh, in big moments – finds a way to mismanage the clock. Uh, it was always the case. Uh, it, it was a, a major, major point of emphasis in Green Bay. It became a point of emphasis with the Cowboys as well. 
Um, so again, I think it goes to like what we expect of Mike McCarthy. Like I appreciate his aggressiveness given what his offense seems to be capable of and is accomplishing right now. And in a vacuum, it feels like, yeah, he could pull that off. He can do that. Um, but when we put history into it, uh, it, it does make me wonder, like, is this going to be another one of those seasons where they roll into the postseason exceptionally well, like a true Super Bowl candidate, and find a way at the end of a game for something like that to happen and then not go their way? I, I think that that will linger um, for the remainder of the season no matter what. Uh, whether that's fair or not, I think it is built off of perhaps, you know, history. Um, but this is a different team, and, and Mike McCarthy is a more experienced coach. But I am 100% with you. Those moments that you just rattled off reek of the same type of scenarios that could play out when it matters most. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Uh, Jeff, you've got the Chiefs and the Packers this week, Sunday yeah. night. How are the Packers right now looking at their evaluation for Jordan Love for the long term since this was the year they were going to find out the answer to that question? You know, it's so funny how that's exactly right, Carlin, where we're like before the season, well, this is, you know, you'll get through this year and you'll know what you have in Jordan Love. And right now, if the season ended, you'd still be like, do we know what we have in Jordan Love? They started <laughs> the season two and five, then they win three of their next four, and they start to look like, you know, there's that chemistry that exists between Love and the rookies. You know, maybe this is where he kind of turns it on. It's a good thing for the Packers that they have several more weeks to see where this goes because I don't know that we have the answer yet. Um, maybe that's a good thing because it means that it's not the answer that we probably felt all felt after a 2-5 and five start. They are now back after the Seahawks lost last night, sort of back in that wild card hunt in the NFC. Um, especially if they were to have uh, a, a bit of an upset Sunday against the Chiefs. But uh, but do we know what Jordan Love is right now? I don't think we have the answer. And I, I don't know that that's a great thing, but it's better than it was at 2-5 and five when it felt like we kind of did. Frank Reich out in Carolina. Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers struggling. Arthur Smith and the Falcons struggling. Dennis Allen and the Saints struggling. Great division. Uh, yeah, NFC South, a hell of a tight division right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to ask you for a percentage on this question, but I'm not going to lock you into it. I just, I'm curious as to what you think the possibility is that every coach in the NFC South is relieved of their duties by the end of the year. Huh. Oh, you want a percentage on that? I, yeah, I mean, you can just say yes if you think it happens or absolutely not. No, I mean, I, I would not say absolutely not. But I don't think – like Dennis Allen, for for some reason, like, I don't know. I just don't think that that's, that's the quick trigger that the Saints will have on that one. Um, the Glazer family's pretty patient when it comes to Todd Bowles. Uh, that's a weird one, too. I feel like they'd have to have a clear candidate that they wanted. Yeah, that, that's, I think, the tough part for this. Like, what Dave Tepper did, you know, I, I get it. Everybody acted like it was so aggressive. But to me, it's sort of like – I, I'm okay with, uh, with not delaying the inevitable. Like I actually, I know fan, it pisses fans off, but would you rather him? I mean, think about when Jerry Jones kept Jason Garrett around for way longer than fans could have possibly wanted. Like patience is cool, 
unless it's going nowhere. And I mean, I, I would say that there's pl- plenty of Bucks fans who'd probably like a restart at this point as well. Um, and I, like, I just, I generally think that you're right. Every team is a viable candidate. Arthur, same with Arthur in, in Atlanta. Um, I'm going to say no because of the Saints, but I could easily see the other three coaches being fired. Jeff, what's the latest we're hearing about uh, specifically Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox with the Eagles and the uh, the 49ers yeah. this week? Two, two important ones in that game. Uh, Lane Johnson says he's going to play with his groin injury uh, that held him out this last week. So I would expect him to, even though he's been limited. Um, he still has some hurdles to cross, but I think he'll play. Fletcher Cox, not as optimistic. Um, came out of the game with a groin injury on Sunday, but ultimately keeping an eye on that one. But I would say... Lane Johnson, yes. At this point, Fletcher Cox, I would guess no. Okay, Jeff, here's our off-the-wall philosophical question of the week. About time. Phone (laughs) conversations in public restrooms, your thoughts? Phone conversations, urinal or uh, stall? Your dealer's choice. Great follow-up. Urinal, I don't mind. Usually it's quick, transactional, much much like the, you know, much like the process that you're going through all that feels very transactional. Stall feels, stall feels like an investment. You know, probably no, no one needs to, to, to hear any of it, if you know what I mean. So yeah. stall, yes, or uh, uh, urinal, yes, stall, no. That's a great answer. I don't, see, I don't think it is. I think it's a ban across oh, the board. Geez, I don't want any of it. No conversation in there at all? No. No conversation? You cross the threshold, no that phone gets... In my mind, you cross the threshold, that phone should automatically get shut off. Yeah, what, what is just a quick transaction? Hey, you, you're walking in the bathroom, you know, you got... You're, you're, maybe you're at dinner, or now let's say you're at a bar, you know, you don't want to be... You don't want to be... You want to be attentive to your conversations in person at the bar. You've got a quick 30 seconds to... To make this transaction, you, what what transactions are you making, Jeff? All two. of a you're sudden, you're making two. You're making two <laughs> transactions. You're making one phone call. You're going to the bathroom with purpose. You're accomplishing yeah. with purpose. No, Multitasking. I, I understand that transaction. I just uh, anyway. I'm not having a chit chat with you at the stall next to you. This right. isn't like a checking in with your mom to see how Thanksgiving went. If you didn't go to, I mean, that's kind of weird. Why wouldn't you go to Thanksgiving, mom? But like, it's just <laughs> yeah, about, listen, hey, I, I'm at the bar, you know, maybe we'll meet up in, you know, a half hour or so. Yeah. I guess you could text. I, I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't need any of it. And certainly my experiences that made me think of this over the last week, none of those have been transactional discussions. They have been I lengthy like in depth. I a very business-like man at the yeah. urinal. Like you are stoic, you stare straight forward, yep. you disregard any turmoil going on behind you. There could be a brawl, you are going to stare straight at that wall, you're not going to move until your transaction is complete. Eyes front, let's get out of there. Nobody gets hurt. Thank yeah, you, I might, I might be more of a chit-chatter. I'm, I'm, that, I'm probably that guy. <laughs> hey, yeah, what do you think of the game so far? Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Car- Carlin, I got to say, if you're – Say you're walking through the casino, walking through the mall, walking through a busy place. You got the earpiece in. Mm. How many business transactions do you do over the phone that take forever because you're on hold? Something with the cable company, something with an airline. You have to go. 
You're on hold. It's you different. roll in. Now we're we're painting a lot of different scenarios here. I'm just what giving I'm you talking one. About I'm giving you one scenario. One scenario where you're on hold, and the second you cross that threshold and begin handling your business, the number one variety, not the number two, uh, an operator comes on. Do you tell them to wait? They'll hang up on you, and you just lost your place in line. I, I better be in in dire straits to not be able to step out of the restroom to have that conversation. No, it's just someone's coming in and they they were checking on something for you in terms of changing a flight. But like you needed to wait on hold, but you also had to use the restroom. So you go to the restroom, but they come back to you right as you're going there. Do you tell them to wait and jeopardize having to get back in line to do all this again to switch flights? No, I, I lay off the restroom and I hold it in. I but do what you I have to can't. Do. But you can't. You're at, if, if you can hold it in, it wouldn't be a hypothetical because I wouldn't even ask you the question because we all know you would hold it in. I'm saying you can't hold it in. I'm giving I'm putting your theory to the test. Well, now you're being ridiculous. No, now I'm putting you in a spot where you know you have to say yes. And once that card is removed from the Jenga puzzle, the entire tower comes tumbling well, down. Let's, let's put it this way. OK, that would be that would have to be one heck of a situation that I was in. On all fronts for me to continue that conversation. <laughs> On all fronts. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Jeff, aren't you glad you hung around for the last two minutes? <laughs> Apparently he didn't. I was going to say, he's not still there. I thought he was still there. No. <laughs> he's he thought he's this got was life a, to lead. No, this spot was a transaction for him. He got <laughs> yeah. He got on the phone and he left. Turns he just out left Jeff, the bathroom. Was, Jeff did that whole spot right from the urinal. Just <laughs> <laughs> proving his chit-chat. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Mike McCarthy's clock management. That was an issue for the Cowboys last night, but is it their biggest concern? That's next. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, with plenty of time. Lofts it in zone. Jake Ferguson. Covered by Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. So it's a play the game for him. As a quarterback to have the ball in your hands. What an opportunity to go win the game. For me, the biggest obstacle the Cowboys have is their own head coach. And that's a problem. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, uh, listen, I can get wrapped up last night in the fact that the defense was, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Terrible. 
It was absolutely terrible against the Seattle Seahawks, who had scored three offensive touchdowns in the previous four games. And last night they had three in the first half. Uh, And it didn't get much better for the Cowboys after that. Having said all of that, all of it, I have to believe that when we are looking at this team this year, that defense will, uh, to me, it was an off night. Mike McCarthy has done so much, so much wrong in his career that he could very well be the biggest factor that the Cowboys lose when it matters the most. Yeah, that wouldn't be anything different than what we've seen in the past. You see, McCarthy is a very good regular season coach. And when you give him a world of talent, he is going to beat other teams that don't have great coaches. Not hard to beat Carolina if you're Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Not hard to beat the New York Giants this season if you're Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. The problem has never been that. We've seen it with 12 wins in each of the last two years. The problem for McCarthy is when the chips are stacked evenly at the poker table. Are you going to be able to bluff and navigate the game against the better players, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Nick Sirianni's, the really good in-game coaches. And he has shown us time and time again, he's not. He's not that guy. He's going to make a critical mistake with a key decision in a big spot. He might be out of timeouts. He might not know when to use timeouts. He might not know when to go for it. He might be too aggressive in a conservative spot, too conservative in an aggressive spot. It has always been that way with Mike McCarthy. Give him a lot of talent and he'll win a lot of games. Right up until he runs into a better head coach who knows how to outthink him and outmaneuver him in the crucial situations. Look, if that's the case... That's a major deficiency for a team that has been chasing a championship for a while. And, and it's very difficult. Like To me, last night, it's beyond coaching malpractice to do what he did at the end of the game. You almost handed that game to the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I can't believe that was the case. And if in case you didn't see it, you, were up, you didn't stay up late enough. Third and three at the 14 of Seattle, up three, uh, Seattle out of timeouts, and you've got a minute and 43 left. And instead of running the ball and at least running 40 more seconds off the clock, if you don't get the first down, that's the worst thing that happens, unless there's a fumble, and you kick the field goal and they have to go score a touchdown and they have to do it in less than a minute. But by throwing the ball into the end zone and throwing an incompletion and trying to go for it there and win the game in a, in a spot where it was completely unnecessary, that gave them so much better of a chance after you kicked the field goal to go 75 yards. You have to go 75 yards in 57 seconds as opposed to a minute and 40. I mean, that's, it's just not even close. That, that in is, hindsight, that is, absolutely. Absolutely. In the moment, Joe, I'm screaming at the TV. I'm, yeah, in, in the, the moment, moment you, I'm screaming at the TV. In the moment you get three yards, the game's over. Game's over. And then you have a 100% right, You get three yards by running the ball, the game's over. I don't need to throw it in the end zone. But again, I can't have guys like Jeff Darlington on and be asking him if Dak Prescott's a legit MVP candidate, have him say yes, and then turn around and say, take the ball out of Dak's hands. What are we doing here? We do this all across the network. We talk about how great Dak is, how he's an MVP candidate. McCarthy should have run the ball. Why? 
They had hung 40 points in that game. They were hitting it like 70% on third down. Why get conservative there when you can just go win the game? Two things. Number one, nobody's looking at Dak any differently if you do that. Everybody is expecting you to run the ball. Nobody is screaming and yelling about Mike McCarthy today being entirely too conservative in that spot. Nobody. Number two, we're going to talk about MVP with Dak. What's the most important thing? You've told me. Winning. Got to be the first or second seed, 13 of the last 14. Winning. Dak is still thrown for 299 yards and three touchdowns in that spot. If he doesn't throw a fourth touchdown, nobody is looking at this any differently. Nobody. I mean, even if you run the ball, you could get the first down and then the game's over. But I'm giving a, a team that had the chance that was slicing and dicing me all night. DK Metcalf, they couldn't have covered with a tent if they tried. He still would have caught it because they were chucking it all over their defense. And that is not having a feel for the moment. Exactly why you let the unit who's successful try to win you the game. Why would you turn it over to the defense? The defense played the San Francisco 49ers, who are a good offense. They gave up 42 points. This defense played a good Philadelphia Eagle offense. They gave up 28 points. They played Seattle last night, who's top half of the league in offensive efficiency. They gave up 35 points. The defense stinks. The defense is built primarily on a statistical mountain of data against awful offenses. Do you know who they've built their reputation on this season? They beat the Jets, who ranked 32nd in offensive efficiency. The Giants, 31st in offensive efficiency. The Panthers, 30th in offensive efficiency. The Patriots, 29th in offensive efficiency. The Cardinals, 28th in offensive efficiency. And they didn't even beat them. Washington, 20th in offensive efficiency. They have played a bunch of loser offenses, and they've stacked their statistical their stats on those wins. That's what makes the defense look like it's not a huge problem. And then in the games that matter, the defense can't get stops. That's why you go for the throw on third and three. You let your MVP candidate quarterback and your high-flying offense go win you the game without having to trot that defense out there for another second in a crucial situation. Do you ultimately believe that if the Cowboys don't win this year, it's going to be more about the defense than it is going to be about McCarthy? That's a great question. It's a great question. Because with McCarthy, it feels like it's a spot. With the defense, it feels like it's a game. Like, I can see the defense going to San Francisco, having 35 hung on him, and McCarthy might make a couple mistakes here and there, but ultimately he gave up 35, and you lost the game because of the defense. So I would say the defense, but if it comes down to the one crucial decision in a 17-17 game, it's not going to surprise me if McCarthy blows it. Yeah, well, for me, it's McCarthy, and it's not close. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. One in four car batteries, Joe, is weak and needs to be replaced. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts test your battery for free. They can also help you find the right superstar battery for your vehicle. Learn more at O'ReillyAutoParts.com. Has Nick Saban lost control of college football? That's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Hack. 
staff research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high-mileage engine protection with Syntec. Full synthetic high mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec high mileage and a micro guard select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply, see store for details. Ask the professional parts people about all the supplies you need for your next oil change. Try Syntec high mileage exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Two more in the college football game. Number one, Big 12 championship, Texas. Their team total is 34 and a half points. We are going to bet that Texas scores over 34 and a half total points. So Oklahoma State does not matter here. Why are we making this bet? The Big 12 championship is the first game out on Saturday, noon Eastern. That means Texas has no idea what's going to happen with Alabama, Georgia, with Florida State, Louisville, with Michigan, Iowa. That means they need to leave a very favorable opinion in the eyes of the committee. That means, in my opinion, Steve Sarkeesian is going to try to run the score up. Texas over 34 and a half points. In addition to that, SEC championship game, Alabama, Georgia, we're going to go over 54 points in that game. Two defenses that are overvalued, in my opinion. Georgia was number one against the run last year. They're number 25 against the run this year. That's a problem against Jalen Milrow. Alabama's defense has been good, but not elite. They gave up 34 to Texas, 28 to LSU, and Jaden Daniels got hurt in that game. They also gave up 20 to Tennessee in the first half. Pizza Money's three and four. Texas team total over 34 and a half. Alabama, Georgia over 54. Number six is Ohio State. Oregon is now five. Florida State is four. Number three is Washington. Number two is Michigan. Number one is Georgia. We're going to do everything that we can to come up with what we believe are the right rankings and we feel good about number one, number two, number three, number four. Bowl season is looming. Don't forget tomorrow night. 
It's the Big 12 championship game tomorrow during the day, I should say. We get you covered all across the board on ESPN Radio. Big 12 championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I love, love, love those two selections you just made oh. in the pizza money. Thank I you. Am, I am on board with you despite... What transpired last night? We had a rough night all around. We had an 0 for, 0 for 5 Terrible. night. Terrible night. Absolutely awful, but that's going to happen. I am back on board. Texas running it up. And then Alabama and Georgia over 54. That was a great text from you, by the way, at the end of the first half. Just, we really need to get in the expletive end zone here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we do. Was, I'm sweating it just like minus, you are. <laughs> it was first half minus five and a half. Nope. In fact, losing. No, we got the field goal to get it, and then we ended up giving up a score at the end. Exactly, because they can't they can't stop anybody. At least last night, the Cowboys couldn't. It, that is neither here nor there as to this discussion. Joseph, the SEC and the amount of scenarios that exist this weekend around this championship game and how it's going to affect the playoff, it's amazing to me. There is the possibility. It does exist where the entire SEC actually gets left out of the college football playoff. Now, from a financial standpoint, I would have difficulty believing that would actually happen, that the committee would actually leave out the entire SEC if somehow Alabama beats Georgia and then you end up putting the teams like Ohio State, like um, like Oregon, in front of them getting in uh, in advance of those other teams and you slide Georgia all the way down to fifth, it'd be tough to take. But I actually see where it could happen. Rule number one, do not bite the hand that feeds you. Whoever wins the SEC championship game is in the playoff. With Georgia, that's easy. With Alabama, it becomes a little bit more convoluted. But here's the picture we need to paint for everybody. You do not take your strongest brand by a mile, which is the SEC, and keep them out of the most important time of year when they have a more than excellent case of getting in. You don't do that. Because if Alabama wins this game, now I could understand if Alabama had two losses here and Georgia had lost a game earlier, and then Alabama beats Georgia and they both have two losses. I get that. But in this scenario, you don't, do that by leaving Alabama out because then you devalue the SEC brand. And if you devalue the SEC brand, you devalue all of college football. So there's no messing around with that. I don't care if it comes down to deserving or best. That situation comes down to money. And by no account and by no factor anywhere on earth do you keep the SEC out in that situation. That's just bad business, Carlin. Yeah, I agree. And there shouldn't be any way that it happens. But here's my problem. The way they have structured these rankings so far, like the way that they have laid it out for us is telling us how they have evaluated Alabama so far. So are we going to say that that one win would be enough to vault them all the way in front of everybody else if everybody else wins? In other words, like if I'm looking at Oregon winning, 
Do, do I vault Alabama in front of Oregon? No, of course not. Oregon would be in by virtue of beating Washington, right? How do I handle Ohio State at that point? Am I continuing to hold it against them that they got stuck in the bad spot of playing Michigan in a de facto uh, Big Ten championship game? I think that one's easy. I can just do that for you easy here. If Alabama you, you beats You blow them past Ohio State without a problem. Yeah, I think you can move right past them, and it's easy to sell to everyone and say, look, Alabama beat Georgia, biggest win by anyone this year, and they won a tough conference. Ohio State didn't even play for it. You're right. What about Texas? They get, they get jobbed because of their division, but I think that's an easy one for the committee to lay out there, and only Buckeye fans are upset. Right. The Texas one is going to be the most complicated one for them. It is the ultimate hypocrite scenario because Texas goes out and wins against Oklahoma State. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that game at all. Oklahoma State has not been good this season at all. You go win that game, and Alabama goes, and let's say they win by two touchdowns over Georgia. How are you going to put Alabama ahead of Texas when all year long yep. you've made it clear that Texas's win over Alabama is the reason Texas is in over Alabama? Because since that win, Texas lost to a lousy Oklahoma team, and then they went out there and they went to the wire with a lot of teams that aren't very good. Houston, who just fired Dana Holgerson, overtime against Kansas State, stumbled all over themselves against TCU at the end of that game. And meanwhile, Bama's gotten better. Bama went out there and beat 10 Tennessee, they beat LSU. They went out there and won some really good games against teams that are ranked. So here's what we're saying. Alabama controls their own fate with a win. We're basically saying that. I think so, yeah. Can I think it's more likely that we will have two SEC teams in the top four than none. Ooh, okay, two, wow. Okay, two SEC in, meaning Georgia and Alabama both in, is more likely to you than both are out. Correct. All right. How do they both get in? Here's how they both get in. So if we're looking at it, we're looking. Alabama obviously beats Georgia. Right. I'm going to do that part beats for Georgia. you. That, that's your boy covering for you. You got it. You're welcome. Right. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying. Uh, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan wins. Okay. Okay. Washington uh, or Florida State loses. Okay. Beat it. Washington wins. Okay. That's it. So that's so then, it. So, so at that point, I'm moving. Uh, so I got Michigan in the one spot, right? Yeah. Then let's say I put Washington in the two spot. I put Alabama in the three spot. I put Perfect. Georgia in the four spot. Perfect. Alabama-Georgia rematch in the final. Boom. Perfect. Perfect scenario. <laughs> the SEC goes from being frozen out to being 100% of the championship game. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. The ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, my friends, is hitting the home stretch. Some people think they're catching up. Numbers would give you an indication that that, you know, might be happening. Fortunately, you've got the human element, and that's us. We'll explain next <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Time is something that cannot be bought. It cannot be wagered with God, and it is not in endless supply. Time is simply how you live your life. This is V Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. 
This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Well, listen, they have clearly conspired against us, and it's working. At least it worked last week, right? Because... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we had four games to pick instead of three because Joe and I had widened our lead to, I think it was a, at least a three or four game lead. And it's what like happened? Oh, yeah. We, we're at that point, we are sizably in front. Now, let's pick four games this week. Now, why not? Let's just do it. And then, next thing you know, on Sportsmanlike and Freddie and Harry are catching up. And By the way, I was doing two. I should have been paying attention. I was screwing around too much during the commercial break, and I didn't realize this was the segment that was coming up, and now I got to lock in fast. Because you're right. Credit to everybody else. Uh, Well, not everybody else. No, no, no. Credit to some shows that are are trying to close the gap here on your boys who have been red hot this season. Well, and I also want to say I want to question the integrity of one person, and that's Liam Chapman. Has Ah. Liam Chapman now on the take where other people are helping to dictate, oh, let's pick extra games this week. Yeah. Let's give it a real chance to catch up. Like, is Unsportsmanlike kicking them, kicking Liam a little cash under the table? All right, here's what we got to do. It's possible that well there enough. are some nefarious dealings that are taking place. About everyone you just named, I don't, know named, what I don't trust Trump's any of them. Of. I, don't I don't trust any of them. Okay? But I will say this. If we're going to succeed, we got to be very stoic here. Yes. We can't control what those bums are doing on the outside. We can only control what we're going to do right here. We got to lock in, we got to focus. Two and one is the goal here. We got to go two and one. Let's yep. find two winners in this group. Just to give you the standings right now, we are in first place at 24 wins, 11 losses, two ties. Then it's on Sportsmanlike 22, 13 and two. Same thing for Freddie and Harry. Game night, 21, 14 and two. So it's tight in the top four. Amber and Ian, 15, 20 and two. And Greeny, I don't even know if we acknowledge him anymore. From what I understand, he has just given up, and these are now Hembo's picks. He's busy. Just He's battling COVID. He's bouncing back strong, but he's got his own problems. He's out. rest of us are still here standing. Well, so this is where we are. So let's get to it. Game number one, hit it. 
Broncos at Texans. Texans, three and a half point favorites. What are you feeling, Cowboy? All right, here's how this is going to work. I'm taking a new strategy this week. I employ this at sometimes, but I don't really share it. I'm going to share it here. This is Contest Strategy 101 in Las Vegas. If you're in any of these contests, Point Spreads comes out, uh, comes out on like a Wednesday. You can wait till Sunday. You can watch the line move and just make your determination based on that. And that's what I'm going to do here. We are being given the Broncos plus three and a half. We're getting the hook. The hook no longer exists in the market. It is three flat across the board. So I'm looking at this saying, if I know the pros jumped in on the three and a half and knocked it down to three, and you're going to give me a chance to take that knowledge and apply it here and take the three and a half, I will take the three and a half with Denver. I would lean the exact same way. I feel the exact same way about the entire situation. We are taking the Broncos plus three and a half. Next. 49ers at Eagles. I can be talked into this. I know where you're leaning. Go ahead. So this is what's troubling. They're making us play the three here. Yeah. And I have been on the Niners. I have been on the Niners the entire time until it got to three, and that's where I said no more. Joe Fortenball has to have a line. The line is three. Now, the Eagle money came in at three, pushed it back down to two and a half, but now we're back up at three, and it's just sitting there. So I don't know. I don't want to flip to the Eagles at this point. I still think the Niners are the side. It's just a bad number. What say you? You got anything here? Uh, I am with you on the spread. Um, My concern is the overall physicality situation for for the situation. In other words, um, the physical nature of the 49ers coupled with the Bills game this past week going to overtime on short rest, all of it. And yet I have trouble picking against the Eagles at home. Interesting. I have to say, if we're getting a 10-1 team getting three points at home, and the fact is that we have, as I told you earlier, a 10-1 and team with their starting quarterback has only been an underdog at home, has not been an underdog at home since 1970. There's a reason for that. Well, that doesn't mean they go on to win it. You're just telling me the situation doesn't happen. I understand, but I'm getting three points. If you were telling me, yeah, in that situation, it's 100%, I'd say, great. All you're saying is, hey, rare situation. No, I, It's like, I'm, great, thanks I'm for the saying, thanks, Captain Obvious. I, no, I'm saying I would, in this case, you're asking me for an answer. I don't know how I don't play the Eagles as All an right. underdog at home. The old CFL here. Fort, uh, I got that wrong. Fortball can't lose. FCL. The old FCL. Fortball <laughs> can't lose. You can bury me if we lose it. Trust but, me, Fortinball's um, already lost. 0-5 last night, and I couldn't even get that sentence out of my mouth. We're taking the birds. What's next? I'm on the Eagles. Club. Chiefs at Packers. Chiefs are six-point favorites in Green Bay. Six-point favorites in Green Bay. Joseph, what say you? I like the six. Total in this game is 42 points. Low total, and I get six in my pocket. So when Vegas tells you it's going to be a low-scoring game, those six are more valuable than in a game where the total's like 59 and it's a shootout, right? So I look at that. Number two, Kansas, excuse me, Green Bay, 10 days to get ready for this game. Off the win against Detroit. LaFleur's got them playing well the last few weeks. Jordan Love's been playing well. Sunday night game, 25 degrees at Lambeau Field. I'll take the points. That's where I'm leaning. I would lean in the same direction, too. The thing that scares me, though, 
uh, when I look at Green Bay, and I was there two weeks ago for them against the Chargers in that game, uh, you know, where Jordan Love was really starting to look good. Well, the Chargers were dead last, dead last against the pass, and the Chargers, uh, the Lions this past week, they're playing awful defensively the last couple of games. All of that to say, I am with you. Let us take the six points at home. Three dogs this week. Three dogs this week for Carlin versus Joe. It's rolling the dice, is it not? I think the favorites had a huge weekend last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. They did. I believe they were, was it like 12 and three? What happened Monday night? I think it was 12 and three going into Monday night. And then uh, Monday night, who was the favorite Monday night? Uh, it, that was the Bear-Viking game, right? The, the Bears won. They were the underdog by three points. Oh, we shouldn't have remembered that. We were all together for that game. Yeah. Handman um, got into our pockets again. That's well, why we didn't bottle. remember. Yeah. Handman was like, yeah, 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 the guy's right. Get the bottle of wine, not the glass. And it's like, all right, that makes sense. And then it made more clear sense later in the evening. No, it wasn't one. It was two bottles. Two yeah. bottles. Yeah, no, I'm aware. I'm aware of how, how he operates. I okay. seem to find the producers and the radio guys who... Well, let's just say I've gone through this before. I might have known the waiter. I might have known him. Slipped him a few bucks to suggest that. Yeah. I'm gonna want. I'm gonna want a good UFC pick from you on tomorrow night's card. Oh, I got you one. So you just, do? Yeah. You sharing it now? or You sharing it later? I can share it now if you want. We got about thirty. Is, is, now, let's do that. Share it, it later. Let's ultimate tease. Ultimate is, tease it. I'm just assuming it'll be part of our producer parlay this week because when we hand it to you, that's it, all it ever is. Not is a, obscure it's not UFC a pay per view. I'm not allowed. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, Evan's got rules. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. A man of integrity. We got it. All right. We'll All right. Share, so the we'll picks, share after the break, maybe. Picks once again. Broncos uh, getting three and a half points at Houston. Sharp. Eagles plus three at uh, home for San Francisco. Razor sharp. Packers plus six at home for the Chiefs. Sunday night football. Five-star banger right there. We are not letting anyone else do us in and try to sabotage this season. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.